on last week's Irrevelations. Around halfway through numbers right now, the book that everyone tells you is boring, but so far it has been an absolute gore fest. Hey Moses, this is bullshit. We hate this city and we hate you too. He then falls on his face. Which, is that like a prayer? Is it like he bowing to them? I don't really get it. Because it, it always is followed by him then f***ing them hard. And this is f***ing hardcore. They went down alive into the realm of the dead. So, so basically Moses is like, hey guys, if the earth swallows you up, that's not even me, guys. That's God. Isn't it insane that almost every single ver uh, episode of this show we have to compare God to a drunk dad? I I've heard some complaints. Yes, I've been dictator for 20 years and I got it from my dad. But uh, let's have a vote. Let's have a vote. And oh, look at this. I won by three times the uh, population. Yeah. I hate Moses now. <laughs> <laughs> Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Uh, let me pour this glass of apple juice. Oh, my Jesus, fuck. <laughs> I'm loving apple juice. Apple juice and fresca, you're the biggest piece of shit. You're <laughs> just <laughs> Just, uh, that's how you know. That's what my mom always used to say. I, I hate you. I hate your mom for having you. Have we reached out to Fresca to see if they'll sponsor this bullshit? <laughs> no. If, if I would gladly, every episode, be like, Fresca will make your dick longer. I have a better idea. they would give me a lifetime supply of Fresca. I have a better idea. Let's do guerrilla advertising, where instead of getting a contract with them, we mention them every episode. We just send them a bill. <laughs> I was thinking, um, we uh, <laughs> we just start advertising for them, like we make like a parody account on Twitter, yeah, and we just try to outdo Wendy's, and we're just like, yeah, Fresca, no Jews, and they're like, what? <laughs> like, who is this? Like, we have to stop them. At least we'll get on their radar. <laughs> Fresca. I'll be like, I'm sorry, but the like, like we're just like we get on, the, we get on there like Fresca denies the Holocaust. You're like, what? Why was this? Scientifically proven to be the only soda to make sleeping girls come. <laughs> uh, you know, just just let's say all the things that Fresca definitely does not want to touch. Although I don't know, you know, they might be secretly horrible people, and then we're just outing them. <laughs> that would be it would be kind of funny if it turns out that they are holocaust deniers and they're just like shit man fuck like but then we're we gonna to go this... on the news and say that we do agree with the holocaust <laughs> now our fucking hands are tied <laughs> and they can't lie that's their one good attribute that's their one good attribute that's the one thing about fresca fresca right. will never lie to you i'm working on the fanfic for this one now <laughs> did you uh did you see what happened to my personal role model, Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> uh, explain it, because I, I saw a bit of it on uh, on Reddit about him being like, um, 
risky photos or some shit? Okay. What was that about? There's a lot more to it. First off, his dad was a very sketchy figure, founded Liberty University, all that shit. Televangelist, right? right? The worst of the worst right. in America. The Probably worst a pedophile, yeah. The worst people in America are televangelists every time. You can bet on it. You know, you can it's a <laughs> for sure thing. It but, is a for sure thing, but yes, go ahead. So um I mean it's bad enough just that like regular churches. We're talking these guys are the cream of the proverbial crop. If the crop right. was shit and the I cream was yeah. shit cream. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, I think I think you've made your point. So, uh, so Jerry Falwell Jr. Um, besides being the president of Liberty University, which we talked about, a f- I don't know, ten or so episodes uh, we, back. I mean, we talk about it. A bit. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, regardless, he back last year, it got reported that he gave a more than a million dollar loan, air quotes loan, to a pool boy to help him start a business. Who, was, <laughs> who they had met on like a, they had met at a luxury hotel. It's just everything like about everything like about the story is pretty obvious what's going on, right? Right. Uh, and then what happened just this week was uh, Michael. You don't Cohen. do that though, Grant. Luxury hotels? Give, no. Well, you don't give you don't give large sum of money to pool boys. Yeah, but at Motel Eights. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> That's a that's, that's the right. Where the pool boy point. is actually just a dead squirrel <laughs> that, flew, <laughs> that, that couldn't get out at the ladder. Like they're just like like you come back and you're like, hey, I, I'm having a real problem with your pool boy. They're like, pool boy, we, have... we can't afford a pool boy. Like who who, who did I fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's a squirrel, and it's pretty waterlogged. <laughs> yeah, like, my god. Anyways, enough about me. Uh, so Jerry, Jerry Falwell Jr. Not only did he do this. Uh, sketchy pool boy situation, which whatever, I don't know, sure. totally normal. Uh, sure. This week, Michael Cohen, sure. who is very famous these days, um, said, "Hey, by the way, as a fixer, one of my jobs not too long ago was getting rid of racy photos that Jerry Falwell Jr. was involved in. Who knows what I, kind?" I saw the thing they said racy photos, but that was even more confusing because I wouldn't use the term racy to describe. Uh, balls deep in a pool boy. I would. Uh, you would? Okay. The I would sp- think racy photos is like, well, what was it? Like, oh, well, we have photos of him oh, in at like, the, short at shorts chase. covered in Hergie's syrup on himself. I'm like, oh, that's weird. You thought that racy photos were like from Churchill Downs, that they were I photos thinking, of a horse like, race. When I think of Rachel, f- of racy photos, I think of those photos of Melania Trump nude, you know, like those are racy. Yeah, or NASCAR or something. Okay, or those things, or also photos of NASCAR. Either of those things I would describe as racy. I would not describe, like, like no one described the fappening as, well, there's been a massive leak of racy photos. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're I about. think that that's exactly what they described it as. I, no. No, I, I don't know. I just don't. I, I, I don't think porn is considered racy, quote-unquote. I think it is. Uh, here's a question. Do okay. you want the photo? That do still, I want the photo of Jerry Falwell? Do you want to see it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll jerk off to anything. I don't, care. I, don't care. I don't care what it is. I'll do anything once, you know? I'm an adventurous type. What if it's him and his dad? I guess uh, that's fine. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Just for the but, just for the power move. I mean, I would I would do anything once. Like what am I what am I doing on Thursday night? Usually Netflix. Usually crying. Sure. Uh, I could mix it up, you know. Sure, sure. I'd like to see more of these. Uh, Not just Jerry. (laughs) I want to see Billy Graham. Rest in peace. (laughs) 
I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird vibe because I don't. It it can't be anyone's fault but televangelists that their reputation is as a bunch of creepsters. I would think, you know. Oh yeah. Well, like, it's, it wouldn't. It's like, inherent. It's not something that would surprise me at, at any level. But think about um, you. You have the people, real religious authority figures already are too mm-hmm. tempted to exploit their power. So are political mm-hmm. authority mm-hmm. figures. So are teachers. You know. Right. But then you also add in the whole. The religion part, I think, makes all these things taboo, makes them more fun, I guess, makes them I think easier to hide, it. right? Because yeah. there's so much shame involved. So you add those things plus a shitload of money so that they can pay these problems to go away, unlike our youth pastors who had to leave in shame and go work at the church next door or whatever. <laughs> or With, marry them, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or that, or that's that. How you, that's how you handle it. We uh, talk about those guys a lot. Um, I don't know. Did you... Uh, did you see the documentary about Ted Haggard? No, but it sounds awesome. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of documentaries I like. Ted Haggard's documentary was one of my favorites, and I always think about it all the time when any of these happen. Uh, I feel like Ted Haggard is the prototype for like the downfall of the modern pastor. Like, I feel like he kind of maybe just brought it more into the lexicon because he was a big deal. He was like... Apparently, he would have, like, a weekly chat with George Bush, you know, Ugh. and was considered, a, 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 a like, one of his, like, a enclave, you know, like, oh, well, whatever H-W, I don't know about. I'm guessing? No. Uh, really? Uh, w. W. Wow. W. Okay. I didn't know he, he was, was part that of modern. A, he was, like, part of W's inner circle. He, he went down early 2000, I think. Um but in the worst way possible, like, oh, he got caught snorting fucking meth off of his gay boyfriend's boner. And I like, went. And his gay boyfriend was the one that came out and be like, you know, Ted Haggard sure says a lot about how gays are evil and how we have to stand up to them and how it's a, a moral imperative crisis that we stomp at the gays. Yeah. And that guy fucks me eight ways from Sunday every fucking Sunday. Like, I don't think this is bullshit. You know, like, before and after his church service, he calls me his Energizer Bunny. Like, this is uh, fucking, you know, like, 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 oh, a little bit of meth off your fucking cock. That's what I need to talk about God, you know? I, I honestly, uh, I do think that would get me going for a sermon if I had to give one. Oh, yeah. I, I would prefer I uh, to go from a meth boner into the sermon as opposed to dry, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got to get the spirit of the Lord. That's what I, I did right before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a sermon. <laughs> That's why you're not tired when we do this. We we are to sermons what dueling piano bars are to, uh, like classical piano concerts. <laughs> we're we're ebony and ivory, but it's a uh, wool codes. Um, but uh, I saw his. Uh, so he had this documentary that was sexy as fuck. Um, it was like, uh, God, what was it like? So it, it starts. The documentary starts as Ted Haggard is being cast out from the church. Okay. And I don't know what to think about it. I, I, I felt like maybe it fooled me in the aftermath of it because it starts with him getting cast out from the church and he basically got cast out from the state. And it kind of, cause like they kicked him out of the fucking state or some shit. I, I didn't really understand it when I was watching it. Cause I was kind of, you know, huh. I, I didn't understand the le- the legal. They were just like, and they kicked me out of the state. I was like, they can do that. Like they can just be like you can't you're not allowed in montana maybe like his business fuck it was from but because all his assets were tied to church and that's who he was you know uh he lost his house because the house belonged to the church i mean in the same way that you're essentially like in the same way that basically every priest is kind of money laundering their own way like oh yes give us your tax-free donations and i need it for a plane and this trip and this house and this car you know like okay 
but once you lose the church, I mean, you kind of lose all the, you know, they're not your private assets. They belong to the church. Sure. So once he lost his, he basically got kicked out of the church. He started. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's a documentary. I don't know what was actually real, you know, but, uh, it just kind of cut to him wandering the desert with his family <laughs> and his poor, poor wife. And they're like, what are we going to do? He's like, I don't know. I, uh. I guess I'll try to become a teacher, but the only place that would even give him an interview was like the University of Phoenix's like online course. And then the second we don't want they you anywhere like, near our kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the second they like Google and they're like, no, um, <laughs> no, we're good, we're good here. It was just kind of such a weird turn Damn. of phrase to have. I don't know. It was a very interesting documentary. And then afterwards, it kind of showed him the way they tried to paint it, and maybe it was all bullshit. I. I, I I went to my mom with it, and I was like, Mom, did you see this Ted Haggard? Like, it's all about, like, his fall. It's about his fucking, he's, like, wandering the desert. He, like, he's get, he, he gets humiliated. He gets humbled. All his friends leave him. He's a fucking pariah. And then he kind of, like, finds his way back, and then he gets allowed back into the church just to, like, to live in his house. And she's like, bitch, that's that same old shit they always pull. Cole, don't be fucking stupid. Yeah, They're all yeah. fucking liars. He's like, oh, I forgot. I forgot how I was raised. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> For a moment, I believed. <laughs> Well, but, uh, maybe next time. Maybe next time. But it just—it was interesting. If anyone gets a chance, I gotta look up. We gotta tweet the uh, uh, title for that. That'd okay. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good tweet. But uh, it, it's just—I don't know. I think ever since that point, it kind of became in my mind synonymous with uh, you know, like oh, somebody in the priest did he molest a kid or what are they doing? What are they doing? I, I just never—I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just a byproduct of my own personal biases. You know, the bubble I live in. I don't know. Probably. Probably. I would say so, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. You were in the church. When you think pastor, what, what, like, what's the first word that comes to your mind? If, if you were doing, like, the uh, the Voight test from Blade Runner. If they're creepy. Like, creepy, yeah. Yeah. Even when, they're, even when they turn out not to have necessarily been creeps, there's still something unnerving about their charisma. It just, it, <laughs> it just doesn't belong there. I, I guess, I don't know. I guess my, my core issue with them is always kind of like a... Um, <laughs> I don't know, just in, in general, anyone who wants to be a, a moral authority to others. Just the idea of it. It's like the kind of people that like want to be leaders. Yeah, that want to be politicians. Like, yeah, that want to be politicians. Just that oh, general shit. vibe. They're like, I think I should be the one telling everyone how to live. I'm like, that's a weird, that's a weird mentality to have. Yeah. You want that? That's part of your daily drive? Like, that's what gets you off in the morning? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I just want to be left alone. I don't know. Not that I'm better than you because I you know, don't want to interact with people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's definitely. Like, I should a, be. I should be running this town. You know? It's definitely a personal thing. Like, I would never, I would never want to be a politician. But I understand if someone does want to change things. Like that makes sense. I guess. The I mean, pastor, just the idea of like a pastor, like, oh, what do you do? I go up and I tell people how to live. You know, like, all right. I, don't know. I tell we need, them about the Lord. We need to have a youth pastor on here one day. We should. We know one. Yeah, I don't think he'll do it, but we can find one. Let's find one that's <laughs> not that doesn't know us. <laughs> I think doesn't know his person. Doesn't know what he's getting into. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find one. We'll, we'll look around on we'll Twitter. That would be fun. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now let's go to the part where we tell you what's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to be your youth pastor, especially yeah. if you're a youth. Far and away, even if you're voices. not a youth. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, our voices, as far as I know, cannot molest you. So you're in you're in safe hands. This is the safest way, I think, to, to interact with the Bible. Well, we'll see about that. Other than reading it yourself, and even then, I think that's dangerous, you know? Yeah, you shouldn't because you might get sucked into it, literally. <laughs> it might get you. Like, uh, 
I don't know. What's a book that eats people? There's definitely movies where that happens. The uh, sure. The the page. What's the book page the master? Page master. <laughs> yeah. With the the, the, the children's Culkin. cartoon with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> the the Bible will literally do uh, that to you. Yeah, and then your right. whole fucking world's a cartoon. Your whole fucking world's a cartoon. <laughs> All because you wouldn't listen. Yep. Um, we read the Bible for you. And speaking of which, who are we? We're the Irrevelations Podcast. My name is Grant Voiced. And I'm Cole Deluski. And we're working on our way through this whole thing. We're on, what, ep 33 now? That sounds about right. That's the Man. age Jesus died, allegedly. I have no idea. I've only heard it. I bet. Is that did when they, he died the first it? time or the second time? <laughs> Obviously, you don't know this because you haven't read it yet, but he doesn't right. die a second time. He ascends into heaven to be with his father. Uh, oh, no big deal that I know that. I can't wait. I a, can't wait. Just a little, little flex. Um, oh, okay. So we're in chapter, 30, episode thirty-three. We're in Numbers, the book of Numbers, which is the get this fourth book of the Bible, and we are in chapter eighteen. Last week we just did two chapters. We did sixteen and seventeen. It was kind of a shorter episode, um, but there was a lot to cover, so I think it was fair. You know, it was pretty brutal. Um, yep. God's been on a real Eat. rampage lately. Uh he has. I I feel like I don't know, like what do you think the camp is like right now? Um I I it's so hard for me not to point to the other time that Jewish people were being forced to go places they didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> just uh I feel like I feel like uh I just feel it feels like a uh, I don't know the last time that uh Jews were forcibly interred in a camp, but this time certainly doesn't seem like a fun time. No, there's it no science like experiments. There's a lot of at least forced, forced. <laughs> seems like a lot of forced executions, a yeah. lot of uh, mass punishments. You know? to, to put it more in that era, I'd say it's not a lot different than their time with the Egyptians. I, do you think it's worse? It's got to be worse. It right? could. I feel be. like the Israelites are saying, "Hey, this is worse." Yeah, but how much of that is rose-tinted glasses? Maybe none. Maybe there aren't. Maybe that's <laughs> Maybe very clear glasses. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cover it in the recap and stuff like that. But it just seems like it just seems to be tacking on like some of the weird ways that God is so vengeful and angry. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much we we got in that a lot last episode. I don't know how much of that we'll get into this episode, but it'll be fun. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, God definitely still is going to get mad this episode, but not as much fun. Yeah, why is he so angry? Why why do you think God is so angry? We I don't have to know. Try to hop into his head. Why is? I think for the same reason that people beat their kids. You're just tired of their <laughs> it's shit. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> or that. Maybe. One uh, of those right. two things. I think it's a mixture of call A, low call B. Like uh, I think you're like, oh, these whinging, whining kids. They won't shut up. Oh my god. But also, you know, like, what is God doing right now? It just seems like he lives in that camp. It doesn't seem like he's like outdoing things or keeping a wide eye on the earth, you know? And I think you're right. Part of it is that they're being annoying. The other part of it is, you know, that every time, so I got spanked as a kid. I know right. for a fact, every time my parents were a little bit aroused when they did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking to me, it would be like if Superman's living with you, right? Yeah. And just every time you fuck up, he just heat rays a bit of your body off. <laughs> and, but he doesn't leave the couch. He just lives on that couch. And he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, and you're like, hey, I noticed that someone's robbing a bank over there. You're going to stop him? He's like, 
no, I'm busy. I'm like, okay, but you're like looking at the TV and the TV's not even on. You could not be less busy. And he's like, are you talking back to me? Like, no, 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 just... Hold up your finger. <laughs> I just feel like you have all these powers and all this ability and cognizance, and you don't seem to be doing a whole lot with it except for punishing me and making me clean up after you. Like, it just seems like a weird, weird living situation we got going on right now, you know? I, this is kind of tangential, but you saying that is now making me picture God as Bruce Willis in uh, The Jackal. Did you see that movie? With uh, Richard Gere. Richard. I know. Are you going to mention the scene where he shoots off Jack Black? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Israelites are Jack Black. And he's like, you better you better worship me. You better like yeah. it. <laughs> and then he, he misses with his uh, earthquake and accidentally swallows up a whole bunch of people. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but, yeah, so here we are in numbers. And uh, I don't know. I just I keep thinking about the rebellions and the kind of people are like, oh, angry and stuff and yeah it definitely doesn't seem like god's like a good dude but it also just it seems weird that i kind of agree with the jews that uh yeah get out of there guys like get out of the house yeah but they tried i mean they went to they went to canaan they tried to right they tried to go yeah. and fine we're gonna take canaan on our own and that it failed miserably they do need god in this story you know it is it's funny that option. they do need god but it's kind of like a uh i don't know it's kind of like, um, I feel like the Israelites are like living with their dad. And he just got out of prison. He'd been away for a while. Now they're living together. And he's just beating them. And he's like putting out cigarettes on them. And he's denying them food. And he's broke. And he doesn't have a job. He doesn't do anything. He just comes home drunk and beats the shit out of you. He brings time. them food. He brings them food. But he definitely has money. Like, he definitely has things he could do to make life easier. He just doesn't use them. He spends it all on himself. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, well, I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to run away. And he's like, you need me. I'm not going to pay for that. I'm not going to help you out. You're fucked. And you're like, well, it looks like I didn't make it. I, so, I don't know, man. I see him more as an, as an animal, like um, in that instead of needing food like most animals, he needs glory. <laughs> you know? And, like, that's okay. just one drive. He's just hunting to, it? Is that the Egyptians fear and respect him, that his people fear and respect him, and that he's a ravenous appetite for it, and he's always demanding things. And Moses is like his tamer at the circus, mm-hmm. and like try, <laughs> and like can sort of control him a little bit, right? Like, sometimes he kind of redirects God um, and be like, oh, oh, he, like the tiger's leaps, and it's about to eat a bunch of kids <laughs> in the stand, and he's like, oh, I got a steak, I got a steak, God, don't eat the kids, don't do it. Uh, just, you he say seems that, less, maybe. He seems less calculated than drunk dad, that's why. Oh, it seems more wild and more yes. maniac. I just, I just think, I think drunk dad is in like he comes home, he's like, "What's this? What's he hurt?" And he just flies yeah. off the handle, and just, just bound to fits of rage. Man, we need to make a show called Drunk Tiger Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, furry people are gonna love that. Uh, yes, they will. Man, that's the furry porn this world needs. Um, <laughs> and it's so all let's... a metaphor for the Bible. Perfect. All right, chapter eighteen. Uh, chapter eighteen, numbers eighteen. Let's you, get into this. Are you guys ready for some boring shit? Because that's what it is. That's what this yeah. chapter is. It really, yeah. Was, uh, did you see anything in here that was even new, personally? I, I, I mean, it, it, I don't know why the Bible just loves repeating itself. My, my concordance, obviously hype train for this shit, is like uh, this chapter, again, established the authority of the Levites. And I think part of it is just like, okay, in the last chapter was when they had that uh, fake election to decide who was going to lead the Jews. 
And uh, spoiler alert: Aaron wins somehow after the yeah. secret special election happens. His um, staff totally buds out. So of course you would have a chapter that just goes. And by the way, uh, you know, as a continuation, it's like okay, everybody. Uh, just to recap a little bit, Moses is like, all right, everyone, Aaron is the fucking god now. Your election is a sham. Your votes don't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Aaron is the boss. And everyone's like, we're going to fucking die. I think the technical term, if you wanted to put one on this situation, is hereditary theocracy. Like, that is their world right now. Um, it's only by lineage, and it's completely religion-based leadership. That's not a cool religion-based relationship. <laughs> no. um, so as a continuation, God's like, by the way, Aaron's in charge. And as part of making him now in charge, he wants to kind of go over some of the, the duties. Like, you're back in charge. Here's some of the shit you got to do now that you're in charge. Um, so God tells Aaron, you and your sons and your father's house, you shall bear the iniquity related to the sanctuary. You and your sons shall bear the iniquity associated with your priesthood. So it's kind of like he's like, oh, by the way, I've elected you. And you have to now carry the burden of your task. You're in charge of the tent. You're in charge of the people. Uh, you're now sort of, you carry their weight. Like from uh, the Spider-Man comics, I think Uncle Ben is the one who said it. With great power comes some sort of middling responsibility. It's <laughs> not too <laughs> yeah. difficult. Uh, and he just basically is like reiterated, like, all right, you guys got to take care of the tent. You got to take care of this. If any outsider comes near me, I'll fucking kill them. I, I really will kill anyone that comes near I I've done it a couple of times. We have now. no reason to doubt him. <laughs> Quit trying to touch the fence like you fucking got. Uh, uh, I give your priesthood to you. Again, it's just sort of reiterating and kind of another. Um, <laughs> to me, it would be like uh, if like your boss had a rule. Um, don't turn the light. Like when you leave the bathroom, turn the light off. And every time someone leaves the line, he's like, fuck this. And he puts up another sign. You're like, yeah, I got the first sign. He's like, apparently you don't. And you're like, yeah. And there's just 18 signs next to the light switch. Like, turn off the light. You're like, all right, okay. Yes. I, I got it. We all get it, you passive-aggressive But um, And so these guys are basically in charge of everything that everything that leads their lives. It all trickles out of this sanctuary, right? So every facet. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're talking about cooking. It doesn't matter if we're talking about the way you raise your kids the things that you do on Sabbath day, like your whole life is controlled by this little room and all of the information, all the education basically is coming out of there. The only crazy uh, made up uh, like analogy I could have for this is it'd be like if we decided to let the state of Texas make all the textbooks for the rest of the U S <laughs> Oh shit. Wait a second. Oh shit. <laughs> Ah, good one. Hot take. I was gonna say I was like I was like 1984, more like 1444 BC. <laughs> ah, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Like like I just imagine God being like, "It's time to dance for me." And there's like one. He's like, "I see you're not dancing." And you're like, "I'm oh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> like we all big, speak good. <laughs> big drunk dad is watching you. <laughs> uh, yeah, all their rules, their whole lives revolve around this uh, omniscient. Uh, devotee lifestyle they have for this guy here. And only the top 0.1% are getting to dole out the justice and decisions. It, it's weird. My concordance talks about this. Uh, again, it's kind of weird because like, I read this and I'm like, yeah, that's an interesting, funny little story. Um, and obviously my concordance treats this like the fucking, uh, uh, you know, uh, pun intended, the gospel. The gospel <laughs> truth. Uh, because they're like, oh yeah, and obviously to touch God's articles... 
uh, and, artif- and artifices mean that the church had to be this holy. To, to, to handle those boxes and those like lampshades, they had to be as golden as possible. Like, all right, yeah, all right, sure. Okay. Only we get to gargle God's articles. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, so then, uh, you know, uh, numbers. Offerings. Things. Offerings. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just more like, I don't even know how to describe it. I feel like it'd be like, like, I like how, like, um, <laughs> like Republicans always try to treat, like, Venezuela as like, and that's what'll happen if we have socialism. They want, like, universal healthcare. You mean, like, Venezuela? Like, well, there's a lot of other people that do it, not just Venezuela. Like, Venezuela. You want us to be like Venezuela. Oh, 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 you want us to be fucking Venezuela. Like, it just, like, this is, like, what I imagine. This is, like, a by the way, like, the government just comes in, by the way, we need all the shit, and everyone's got to serve us, and we tell you what to do with your lives. This is the only way. Like, uh, Numbers 8 is just like, and now you guys are in charge. The whole community revolves around you. And also, everyone has to give you food and give you their fucking wine. And honestly, I, I think we're just a few chapters away from Prima Nocte. Yeah, they're what the mafia calls a made men, right? Yeah. They're, they're set for life. Um, obviously, yes, they have to do the sacrifices and stuff, but they get to eat all that sweet uh, meat, you know? Yep. Uh, l- l- let's just sum up a couple of these key features. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I hate uh, this part. Numbers 1811, this is also yours, the heave offering of the gift, the wave offerings of Israel, everyone who is, who is clean in your house may eat it, all the best of the oil, all the best of the new wine and the grain, their first fruits which they offer the Lord, I have given them to you, meaning the priests, whatever first ripe fruit is in their land which they bring to the Lord shall be yours, Everyone who is clean in your house may eat it. Every devoted thing in Israel shall be yours. And it just goes on and on. I mean, I'm stopping there, but... I mean, let's dig a little deeper. Everything in Israel that is <laughs> devoted to the Lord is yours. The first offspring of every womb, human and animal, that is offered to the Lord is yours. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> They're not just, messing around. He's just giving every... It's basically like, oh, by the way, not only are Aaron's the priest. You guys want an election? Well, they won, and here's the rules. You got to give them all your shit. Like, all right, yeah. Sweet gig, if you can get it. So, yes, immediately after being devastated by the plague and the earthquake swallowing them up, they're like, all right, now these dickheads are in charge of all of you. It's a real back-to-back, kicking them while they're down situation. It it feels like there was, like, this one mom-and-pop shop that dared to stand up to the mafia. (laughs) And they came in, killed everyone, and they're like, and by the way, just to reiterate, money comes in on the first, (laughs) you know, and we have these rules. (laughs) This is, uh, I want to introduce you to a couple of the people that are going to be coming around and beating up your kids, you know? Like, yeah. And, and if you don't have our fucking money. And like you said, it is a reminder because we have probably three or four times now gone over all of these details already, right? right. Like, we know that you have to do the wave offering. We know that the priests get to eat it. We know that the firstborn of everything goes to the Lord. Like, this is, this is all old news. They're just this entire chapter, basically. Um, and then we... Are, well, I was uh, going to skip down to 25. Did you have something before that? I was going to start at 20. Ooh. I was going to say, because it, it, it hits a, a key point, and it, it, it's going to reiterate. Sure. But part of this, part of the double-edged sword, and I'm not quite sure what the meaning of it is, uh-huh. is that part of why everyone has to devote so much to the priests is that the priests uh, don't get to really keep anything. Uh, numbers 1820. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land, nor shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the children of Israel. So it's kind of like they don't get to have anything, but they get like a... It's like having like a lifetime salary, but no retirement. Sure. 
it's a good deal. And and it's yeah, like, guaranteed for all their children, too. Yeah, you don't have any assets. Yeah, in perpetuity. You'll like, always be taking... Yeah, in perpetuity... In perpetuity, yeah. in perpetuity, you will always have a salary. It's like when you win the lottery and you're like, okay, you get two options. You can get, you know, a, a thousand bucks a week, or we can give you a lump sum, and, like, the priests yeah. are stuck with that thousand bucks a week forever, you know? It's, <laughs> it's a, a lifetime supply of Dr. Pibb, but you only get three cans a day. I mean, you, know? <laughs> you, don't get, you don't get a mountain of Mr. Pibb. Oh, that'll give me diabetes if I try hard enough. <laughs> Uh, so it's an interesting kind of a uh, little double-edged sword on all that. Indeed. Uh, but uh, again, a, a very it, soft double-edge. <laughs> yeah, oh no, dull. I have to, oh, I have to be a millionaire and live in this mansion, but it, in paper it belongs to the state. Oh no. <laughs> that is exactly I get to, what it is. I it's still like, get to shit yeah. in the toilets, right? They're like, yeah, you get, to, you get free use of the toilets. You can blow them up if you want. I'm like, all right, I just don't own them. Yeah. Wink. Like, Ex- right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then what God goes into is uh, tithing, right? Right. So, the important bit. Finally, finally, I've been waiting. Oh, the people have been crying out for some rules on tithing. So it's really weird. The, basically, God says, all right, so when they tithe, um, which is your inheritance, basically. So it mm-hmm. kind of backtracks on what it said. Yes, the tithe is like your inheritance um, that you receive I don't know. I don't, did you well, see I think how it's often? part of a theme. I, it, it seems like a weird theme, and I don't know what it means. But, like, it kind of speaks to sort of a temperance to the whole thing, like a temporary nature of it. Like, their food. You get your food when you get it, but you can't store anything. You yeah, get, you yeah. Know, your bread, nothing stores. You don't... It, it's basically you can't God's sell like, you know, it for you, gold and build yeah, up. Yeah. Like God's like, you know, you can't take it with you, right? And you're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, but, I mean, how many things, besides the bit of gold that they... Well, I guess they drink most of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But what would there be of permanence anyways to own? I mean, your tent? Uh, you know what? We should see if there's any truly devout people. who uh, We should have talked about it then, but uh, I'm thinking about all that gold shit they must have shot out after the Golden Calf incident. Yeah. And we should mount an expedition to search through the desert for gold-infused turds and hmm. try to make a fucking killing. <laughs> yeah, dude. I could see you there with your little pan. <laughs> My little pan just searched for little prospector G-turns. hat on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, so God says, of this tithe that is given, though, a tenth of it is going to be the Lord's offering. So they don't even get all of what they do get. Part of that, it's like there's a tithe on the tithe, the tax on the tax. Um, mm. Kind of like how we have Sabbaths on Sabbaths on Sabbaths. Yeah. Uh, a lot of repetition. God loves that. Yeah. It's basically the Inception movie. But tithes. It's the rushing nesting doll, but it's uh, you pay God for your shit. Yep. And so you must present as the Lord's portion the best and holiest part of everything given to you. So even if they get like a sweet cow, they got to give the best meat to God and burn it for him so that you can smell it like that. Yeah. And God's like, and I don't know, he just, it seems like such a weird direction. And then God tells the Levites, and by the way, you can eat it anywhere. Any food that they give you, it's yours. Just eat it. Just do whatever you like. Uh, you know, it's your payment for working in the tabernacle. Uh, yes, the other people, they have to work the fields, and they have to die in wars and stuff. But you guys have to maintain this tent, so all the food is yours. I would rather what? die in a, in a war, honestly. <laughs> it, 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 it seems weird that, like, the rabbis are the ones telling you, like, by the way, because we have to maintain these banners and all these wolves we made up, uh, we have to get all this food and stuff. Oh, woe is us that um, 
these elaborate club we invented requires us to work it and get all your money and food yeah, from it. Yeah, but keep in mind that you have these Nadab and Abihu situations that if you touch, <laughs> if you look at the wrong thing, if you touch the wrong thing, if you go in the wrong spot, like, yeah, we can sit here and say, oh, they get to sit back and chill, but it's like they're zookeepers in a cobra exhibit that doesn't have cages. Like, it's not exactly a win-win for them. It's still... I wonder if that's why only Kohath rebelled. Like, maybe. Mirari and the other one... Um, they're like, Which fuck that. I don't want to be in there. Or something like it was like, uh, was like, no, nah, I mean, listen, man, all we have to do is handle the boards in the tent. We're safe. Our life is fucking easy. Yeah. I think that, I mean, obviously you have to understand, I think that this was written down to establish a hierarchy to make sure that these people were at the top. They're, it's fucking they convenient. weren't really in danger of being struck down for touching the arc. Right. Yeah. Uh, Indiana like, Jones is not real that I'm aware <laughs> So it's not actually dangerous, but if you do believe that it is, then it makes sense that it is a burden, I think. I hey, never knew. Might be like Freddy Krueger rules. Like, like yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, anyway. Um, uh, that's chapter numbers, 18. Yeah, that's chapter 18. Numbers 19, the laws of purification. Again, great. Um, what is the meaning of these orders? Like, it seems like here's a story. Here's what happens. It, Here's a story about people dying, and then here's more laws, and then here's stories about people dying, and then here's more laws. Yeah, that's a good question. It it seems like kind of out of nowhere, I, I think. But um, I also think that it's coming – they placed it here because it's following up with a reestablishment of the order of things, right? So it's almost I, like God hit reset. Like, okay, we have to flesh out these Kohathites and all their fellas. Um, all right. So let's go over this again. You guys do this. You give the treats to the priests. This is how you're going to clean yourselves off. If you're not clean, you're going to get you're going to get godded. You know, it's not it's not going to be pretty for you. To me, it feels like, um, and I've I've had like, you ever have like an instructor or someone that's like teaching you a task, and they're like, and by the way, and but just, they're constantly like they just got a negative personality. I was like, okay, whenever you remove this thing, make sure you pull this handle. Because if you don't, it'll fuck up and it'll break off and I'll be stuck here all week and clean up your shit. You're like, okay, yeah, Ooh, I, I got yeah. it. I just, I just mopped that up. He's like, yeah, yeah. And make sure that when you take out the bin, you don't jostle it because if the grease gets on the floor, people are going to slip and they're going to break their fucking neck. Like, I got it. Yes, just carry the grease from A to B. I don't. <laughs> you can give me the instructions without telling me all the worst case scenarios that'll involve death and dismemberment. Like, that I, is I more fun, though, that way. Yeah, you know. like not every uh, not every rule has to come with the threat of death. You know, like I I can I got it. That's how you get sloppy if you stop for if you start forgetting <laughs> how you're gonna kill someone, you're getting sloppy. Uh, so basically, God is ex- describing how to cleanse everything off. You gotta get a heifer. You gotta stab it. You gotta sprinkle some blood. You gotta light it on fire. You gotta put some special wooden shit on top of it while it's burning. It's a whole thing. We'll do this one day, right? as soon as we can mm-hmm. afford a cow. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy who does that then has to clean off with water. Um, and, and then it goes over this. It's kind of funny. It's the whole difficulty of staying clean. So if someone's unclean, there's all these reasons they can be unclean. It goes over, well, if you touch them, then you're not clean either. And if someone touches them, it's like a chain reaction. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, I don't know. Uh, what's that game? <laughs> Manhunt or whatever. Um, a zombie. Yeah, it's like Zombie like Game Zombie. Apocalypse, yeah. So um, it, it kind of goes on and on about deaths. I, I have I want to read aloud, uh, starting at verse seventeen. Did you have anything before there? I did. Uh, okay. So I just wanted to briefly talk about my uh, um, 
concordance on this aspect of it. It's interesting. So at the so what my concordance ties uh, basically the first twenty two verses of nineteen and what we're going to get into today is it somehow tries to equate that in uh, the end of chapter 17, when it's right after Aaron gets elected, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Our lives yeah, are yeah, useless. Yeah. Uh, my concordance states that 19 is like the priest being like, no, 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 don't worry. Remember how you guys all thought you were going to die because you're so unclean? Uh-huh. We're going to take care of your cleanliness. And then people are like, oh, was that? Yeah, that's what we were talking about. We were talking about uh, general rules of uncleanliness, not the general mercurial murderous nature of God. It was about uh, <laughs> it was about the nature of uncleanliness. Yeah, you guys were, thought you were going to die because of the rules of the tabernacle. Like, uh, yeah, yes, that's what we were talking about. That's why we thought we would die, because of uh, the rules about being clean. Interesting. Not, 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 the, the, not uh, the thing that just happened in front of Not me. the thing that just happened and the why and all the thing about the complaint uh, and I'm going to kill you guys. The the, the talking, uh, the, uh, the, the the issue with perhaps touching a uh, rock Hiram or whatever the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So it's just, you just got to reframe the situation. That's all you got to do, Cole. Mm-hmm. It's easy. <laughs> you got to control the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just redirect. It's a, what, double speak or whatever, the, since we're on a 1984 kick today. Uh, They're doing some double speak. Know what it's called? I think you're thinking double think. No, is double where you sp- think two things. Double well, speak well, is like propaganda. Define. That's a lie. In 1984. Uh, Anyways, that's not important. I don't remember. <laughs> um, okay, so just to give you an idea of how confusing this whole chapter is, I'm going to read an excerpt. I know I don't like reading out loud, but I'm going to do it just this once. So if you don't want to hear any of the Bible verbatim, stop oh listening. Just turn down your volume warning. for about Great. 20 seconds. I want to give a trigger warning for people that don't want to read the Bible, all right? Okay. Okay, so uh, chapter 19, verse 17. For the unclean person put some ashes from the burn purification offering into a jar, pour fresh water over it. Then a man who is ceremonial clean is to take the hyssop, dip it in the water, sprinkle it on the tent, all the furnishings of the people who were there. Then he must sprinkle anyone who has touched a human bone or a grave or anyone who has been killed or anyone who has died a natural death. The man who is clean is to sprinkle those who are unclean on the third day and the seventh days, and on the seventh day he is to purify them. Those who are being cleaned must on the seventh day... Okay, oh my God, oh my God. Those who are being cleaned (laughs) must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and that evening they will be clean. But if those who are unclean do not purify themselves, they must be cut off from the community because they are defiled. Wow. So that means, like, you die, basically. It might. I mean, certainly the one guy who was caught for community was beaten to death for picking up some sticks. Yikes! Um, but anyways, what a mess, right? That's so hard to follow. I, I feel like I feel like uh, I don't, I don't know what would be the I don't know what the results would be. Probably not good. But I feel like I'd be so anti-authoritarian. Like the priest was like, "What happened?" I'm like, and "Then over there, there's a bone." He's like, "All right." He's covered everything with water. I'm like, "You missed a spot." I just like drop a bit of like pig blood on the floor. He's like, "What the fuck is your problem?" I'm like, yeah, heard oh, you get a pig. Looks like you're unclean. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking asshole. Like, what is this shit? It'd be like the same way I treat the wait staff, you know. You wouldn't be treating anyone like anything because you would have been swallowed up or killed by plague or put to the sword <laughs> yeah. long, long I don't think ago. I'd make it very far. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be under a pile of rocks that all of the Israelites just threw at you. <laughs> I uh, Let me ask you, uh, so that, are we done with uh, 19? I guess, yeah. So um, then the guy that does all the sprinkling, he's got to wash his clothes. Um, anyone who touches the water of cleansing is unclean for some reason. Does that make sense? <laughs> I guess. I <laughs> if you know. touch the water of cleansing, you become unclean. I think it's just like it's like the way I treated girls in like elementary school with cooties, you know. Like they'd be like, I'd be like, "Oh, that girl touched that doorknob. You guys are gay." And they're like, "What the?" Fuck? 
<laughs> what are these rules? That sounds about right. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, you but you're, so you're a Bible scholar all the way back then. Yeah, yeah, I, I had it. I had nailed. That was a natural. Uh, but that's so. That's so. Chapter nineteen is these are the rules of how the priests yeah, yeah. keep you fuckers clean. Gross. Um, I'm. Did you? Did you? I don't want to put you on the spot, but did you Uh-oh. get any Kugel? Uh, I didn't on twenty. For twenty, did he touch it, or did you just not do it? No, unless he touches. Sometimes he jumps around. Uh, um, okay, because twenty is a wild fucking ride. Yeah. Um, the next thing so, I actually have from him isn't until Deuteronomy. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll expect we'll it. Um, so numbers twenty, my Bible titles Moses's error at Kadesh, which. Uh, <laughs> God, in all his forgiveness, not very forgiving of errors, so spoiler alert. <laughs> womp womp. I, mine's, mine's called Water from the Rock, which is I way was, more literal. Oh, uh, yeah. Mine's, uh, so, uh, the children of Israel now in the wilderness of Zen. They've been wandering the desert. Um, and it's, it's literally the end of a sentence in a fucking verse, just to show you. Uh, the people are wandering around Zen. The people staying in Kadesh. Also, Miriam died. Uh, now, there was no water. There, you know, like, <laughs> That's all we got on her. Yeah, like, also, Miriam died. In case you're wondering, Miriam is now fucking dead. Um, and there's really no mention of her doing anything. I don't know. I don't even get it. Like, let, let's, let, let's take a moment to memorialize Miriam well, she, and wait, wait. all that she did. So first off, let's talk about how she died. She died as soon as they got to the desert of Zen. I'm going to assume that she died of pure fear because she had xenophobia. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Boy, that is, that's the kind of humor that's going to keep us on top. All right. So um, do her eulogy. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. So let, let's just recap Miriam's life. Poor Miriam. She's died. Uh, she's the one that um, followed uh, Moses through the river and was like, hey, uh, I know a pregnant lady that'll suck off that okay. baby or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then uh, she did some singing for God after they got out of the desert. A pretty and good then, big sister so far. Yeah, yeah. The and then she got leprosy for pissing off God and hating his, uh, you know, uh, interracial marriage of Moses. And now she's dead. What a, <laughs> what a fucking, what a life. What a life, a life will live. I just want to put her uh, in the fucking Grammys, you know, at the end of People We Missed, you know. Um, yeah, she was all right. Yeah. A good, um, a, a good life. At least she got some leadership uh, in there, which is great. You don't see that for most of the women so far in the Bible. It's interesting that she got a mention. Yeah, I wonder what the deal is with Miriam. Like, I wonder what her story is. I mean, she's I a mean, badass, right? Other than what right? we just heard. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. She certainly uh, uh, likes to stand up to God with Aaron and then be the only one punished. But uh, that's uh, so that's good. Well, she was the first worship leader, and that's kind of a big deal in the church these days. Is she like the first Rosa Parks? No, no. definitively no. <laughs> I think like, that was I, I think that was Rosa Parks. <laughs> uh, I just think like 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 let's remember Miriam. She doesn't like interracial marriage and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> sure. I She's not going to stand up now. for that shit. I'm not going to stand up for some race trader to tell me how to live my life. Love Miriam. This Cushite whore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. I didn't know we were going to so go there with that's, it. That's 21. Numbers 20, verse 1. Uh, uh, verse 22. Again, this kind of is confusing. Verse 22. Oh. Uh, 22. Verse 20, 20, verse 2. Yeah, come on. Uh, fuck. God. I got it. Well, uh, now, there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. Um, and... 
it's kind of weird to think of this. I don't get it. So everyone's fucking dying of thirst. And the way the Bible describes them is that they all ganged up on Moses and Aaron and said, uh, hey, asshole, we are dying here again. And and specifically, there's no pomegranates. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is bullshit. Remember when we had all that frog and uh, sister fucking back in Egypt? And now we don't have a fucking water. Uh, why have you brought us in here to die amongst the wilderness with the fucking animals? I don't know, because that uh, sounds gangster, that's why. Yeah, it's like, and this is not a place of grains or figs or vines and the or water. Like, yeah. Yeah, the no, water thing, I feel like we'd won. And then, now, God's uh, actually reasonable here for a second. This is the first time that they whined that God didn't immediately smite some motherfuckers. Didn't immediately kill them uh, for daring. Um, so, God tells Moses, take your rod, you and your brother Aaron. I really want to get into the specifics because it's important, kind of. Take your rod, you and Aaron, gather to the congregation and speak to the rock before their eyes and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. Um, So he specifically is like, okay, Moses, very clear. I want to make it very clear. I do not stutter. I do not repeat myself. I want you to understand. I want you to go and talk to the fucking rock. Yeah. And it's going to... It's going to ejaculate water all over the people. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like that at the end of Mad Max, Fury Road. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're just going to talk. I just want you to talk. It's very clear. Um, but Moses and Aaron, they got their own shit to deal with. And I, I find it weird. So Moses and Aaron, uh, kind of like a weird role reversal, are now pissed. And they go to the rebel and say, hey, assholes, must we give you this fucking shit? Like, you get, you guys won't shut the fuck up? Here you go. And he lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Okay, first off, wouldn't you do the same thing? I <laughs> yeah. would. Uh, he's just like, hey, you fucking pieces of shit. You Actually, want water? Here's your fucking water. Wait, okay. Actually, hold up. No, I thought about it for literally two seconds and changed my mind. Okay. Okay. So God gets angry all these times, right? And uh-huh. and Moses has to, like, stop God from being too mean. Mm-hmm. This time, God's like, oh, yeah, they will die. I forgot I forgot when I made humans that I designed them with a flaw that they would die in a few days without water. Um, <laughs> I forgot. Okay, rectifying it, rectifying it. We're going we're gonna to patch bad, this my one. Bad, my bad, yeah. And, and so Moses is like, oh, okay, cool. And then Moses gets mad. Because his people are dying from thirst. I, what, what did he want them to do? I, I don't know. It, it, it's like, um, I, I feel like it's like a weird, uh, I don't know. It's like, do you remember reading the book It? Did you ever read that book? Yeah, yeah. You know I'm talking about? Remember the, uh, is his name Eddie Bowers, the bully? Yes. The he bully. Made, he ended up making clothes later. Uh, shut up. <laughs> it's, no, it's Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers, Bowers that's is right. the Eddie Bowers. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's like, uh, fuck it. Uh, no one was going to fact check that. Um, so the whole point was that the whole story, the kids are getting bullied, they're getting their asses kicked, blah, blah, blah. And then they find out that the bully is getting his ass kicked by his dad, you know? And it's like, oh, you know? I mean, they both piece of shit. They end up killing each other. Spoiler alert. But um, my point is, is it just feels like, I, I kind of wonder if Moses is just learning from his dad, you know? He, like, Ooh, yeah. it, it's kind of an example of, what did you want Moses to do? He is literally God's right-hand dude on all this shit. It's going to go to his head. 
he sees the way God treats the Israelites, and now God's getting pissed that Moses has treated them the way he learned. It, it, it's like, it's like when you're like, uh, you fucking constantly are beating your kid, and you fucking slap him, and that's all he knows. And then like you get a call from school, like what happened? He punched a kid in the eye. That's not how I taught him. That's not what I taught him to be like. I can't believe this. You know, where's he getting it from? You know? Yeah. Um. And here's. So my two thoughts on that are: Is Moses mad? And also dying of thirst with them, or is Moses mad because he has a private supply of water because he's important and he doesn't understand say, what they're going through? Do you think he's just in the one percent because he's part of the priesthood and he's constantly getting like, oh, you guys are starving? He's just got his mountain of wine sacks and fresh killed firstborn calves, and he's like, I don't understand. Let them eat cake. Like, he what's the has, fucking problem here? <laughs> he just has all the pregnant women bring him their. Their teats on which to suckle. Uh, he's like, "What do you guys complain about? I, I have never gone a day without a meal." Like, Wiping breast just... milk off his beard. <laughs> uh, he's just like, "I don't understand why you guys are so whiny." As he's just like in his his mountain full of uh, fresh killed animals and uh, fresh bread and stuff. Like, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, it's insane. Now, the one, the one thing I will say is that it makes sense that God's not mad is because last time their big complaint besides Kohath, but before that, was that they weren't getting enough variety in their diet. And, like, yeah, that's a little whiny, I guess. No, I mean... Very whiny. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I could go a, a pretty short period of time eat the same old slop every day. Sure, but they're not going to die. But they are about to die of thirst if you don't put the water. <laughs> that's not a joke. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder if it's just more of an example. It's a weird chapter. So God comes down, says, hey, shithead, you know, and like Moses, I feel like Moses is like, yeah, you assholes, here's your shit. And he smacks the rock and he looks up at God. He's like, did I make you proud? And God comes out and is like, hey, asshole, what the fuck? I, I told you to speak to the rock, not strike the rock. The rock's a good boy. How dare you? I just wanted you to ask him a question, not beat the shit out of him. You know? Yeah. And so God says to him, uh, because you didn't do that, you, like the rest of these dirty, filthy Israelites, will not be going into Canaan. Yeah. Um, which I already kind of would have assumed because well, he's Moses old as fuck. and Aaron both get cursed, which I which fine, yeah. okay. Yeah. But they're I guess, old. They're I guess it's die. kind of yeah. Okay, they're old. I guess they're gonna die. But I guess the point was is that there were twelve tribes that went into uh, Canaan to spy on it, right? Yes, but not no. the Levites. It was ten men. No, ten men were cursed, but there were twelve total. Judah oh, yeah, you're right, and you're right. Uh, not so the Levites, Joshua and Caleb, of tribe Judah and yeah, 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 yeah. What was what is Joseph from? E, uh, it was Ephraim and Manasseh, his kids uh, of the twelve. No, so the, what tribe is Joseph from? That's Joseph is. I'd have to go back. And Joseph's kids. No, dumbass. Joseph had two kids, Ephraim and Manasseh. Those are the two tribes. No, I'm That's, talking. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Joshua. What Joshua. Is Joshua from? Oh, oh, oh. I think he's uh, one of Joseph's. Uh, we could, I mean, we could look it, it up. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, is that Joshua and Caleb um, were both the only good boys. The other ten tribes are cursed, but there was a thirteenth tribe, the Levites, who didn't go into Canaan, didn't spy on Canaan, and really weren't ruled on one way or the other. Yes. And real quick, uh, Joshua was of Ephraim's tribe, Joseph's Ephraim. son. All right, yeah. great. Okay, so, so uh, Manasseh though you're fucked. Uh, but, 
the point is, is that I feel like this kind of is like, by the way, uh, you know, the Levites were kind of in limbo, like no one had ruled on them yet. You know, there's there was 13 tribes, two of them were allowed into Canaan, 10 of them were not allowed into Canaan, and yeah. uh, the leaders were murdered. And then, like, um, God just kind of hadn't quite figured out what he was going to do with the Levites. And then here we go, this whole rock situation. It's, He's like, oh, by the way, you guys are out too, you know? It's not the whole tribes, though. It's literally just those two men. Joseph, or sorry, Joshua think? and Caleb. Yeah. So everyone over 20 doesn't get to go in. Only people under 20, with the exception Oh, it was literally Joshua just Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb got to go to Canaan. Yeah. Okay. But everyone else yeah, wasn't going to get in anyway. Not even their tribes. That'll be yeah. fun for them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to be the old, it's like, old guys. It's like, hey, guys, you won the lottery. You get to go on a world tour. Like, oh, great. My mom, my, my mom and my wife always wanted to see Italy. No, 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 no. Just, just you. Well, you get to I go on a world tour. You get to leave your kids the, alone. For good, maybe for the women to get to. I don't know. I mean, because they don't—they're not going to go out of their, their way tribes. to mention a woman. I thought it was their tribes. No, unfortunately, it was not. Um, it's just those two dudes, and presumably their kids, because their kids were probably under twenty. Mm. So their kids um, are already included. So, so because he struck a rock instead of yelling at it like God wanted, uh, Moses and Aaron—they're also not going to Canaan. Correct. Um, this was the water of Meribah because the children of Israel contended with the Lord and he was hallowed among them. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, that's kind of a uh, interesting way to retell the story in a few <laughs> yeah, words. Yeah, you fucks. Um, and then 14, passage through Edom refused. Uh, and I don't even know what this part really is. I, I was, I, there's so many parts of the Bible where I just go, and I don't know what the fuck this means. But Well, it's revenge uh, for the whole Esau and Jacob story, right? I guess. So Moses sends a bunch of dudes to Edom as messengers. And he's like, hey, Edom, it's us, Israel. You know we're always tight. We're basically brothers. Nothing bad ever happened between us. <laughs> you know, um, remember how our fathers went to... It's kind of weird because it's like... It almost assumes like the Edomites are like close. Like they're like still... It's weird how they, like, they characterize the relationship. So Moses is like the representative of Israel... And he sends messengers to Edom. He's like, hey, guys, remember us? We've been in Egypt for a minute. Uh, we went there for a vacation. It lasted a little longer than we thought. Uh, some shit went down. We got afflicted. We were slaves for a while. Anyway, we're just trying to get to Canaan. If we could just pass through your lands, uh, we're just going to stay on the highway, the king's highway, and we're not going to like. We're not gonna want it. We're just going to pass through. If we could just uh, go through, that'd be cool. And Edom said, No. <laughs> I just think of like a Kaiser Wilhelm going to Belgium and being like, "Hey, can I come through here?" And they're like, "No, we don't trust." You. Like, I just want to get to France. It's like, "No," I said, "No, goddamn it." Like, That's uh, Belgium, which is a borough in Brooklyn, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Fucking no, bro!" Like, I just want to kill France. We just want to kill. I just want to kill a bunch of Canaanites. Can we pass through, please? Like, no. Like, all right, you wanted the fucking hard way, asshole. Um, Except, uh, unlike um, Imperial Germany, the Israelites say, of pussies. <laughs> okay. I will say this: uh, if I had to, if I had to pick a winner between Israelite and World War One Germany, I'm gonna go with World War One Germany. They got a lot more. Uh, they got a lot more gumption. But they barely have a bigger army. But sure, they got way less quit in them. I feel um, like they have artillery too. But anyways, <laughs> um, so. And I mean, really, they go in. Uh, I don't even know how I, would, uh, how I would describe this, but they're like, "And listen, if we drink your any water, we eat any food, we'll pay you for it. We're good for it, bro. You know us. We're good for it." And then here's the stupidest part. It says, 
you know, they beg, and again, Edomites say no. The king says no. So then it says the Edomites came out with a large and powerful army. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> All 20 of them showed There's up against no this army. There's no way in hell. The, if you took the entire population of the of the coast there of the Mediterranean all the way up through Turkey, I guarantee you it's still not as many people as the Israelites have just in their army. Like 600-something no thousand. You don't have 600-fucking thousand of these dudes, right? Well, no. it might no. be 500,000 considering all the times God's killed. <laughs> like, They're definitely down the on the numbers a little bit, but no. I mean, most of the guys he killed were those uh, Levites that weren't going to be soldiers anyway. So uh, to me, it's like to me, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like to me, it just seems like a bullshit excuse. You know, like I bet they didn't even go. Like if I was like, hey, yeah. uh, I need you to go and um, like uh, like you're like the neighbors making a loud racket. Like, can you go tell him to turn that down? And the kid just like walks outside, and then walks back inside, and like, what happened? He's like, oh, there was a bunch of dudes. They were all jacked, and they were. They were they were uh, Mexican and they told me to get lost. And, you know, they're like, "Oh shit, that's scary as fuck." You barely made it out of there. You know, like, you're just making up excuses as to why you didn't do that very simple task. You know? Yeah, yeah. Why you didn't go in? Uh, the 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 army of the Edomites showed up. Aren't those the guys we just fucking killed the the other week because Moses held up his hand and shit? Like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're a bunch of pussies. I mean, Jacob. You know, Jacob tricked them. They're pretty dumb. I think. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, so basically they, they decide not to go there. Uh, they set out, um, towards Mount Hor, wherever the fuck that is. It's near the border (laughs) of Edom, it says. (laughs) And I love Mount Hor. (laughs) Hor Mountain, you mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nothing like Mountain of Hor. Uh, Um, Words are funny. Yeah, they're so good. This is our best uh, content right here. So you may remember, uh, we talked about Miriam earlier. She got about half of a sentence worth of uh, recognition when she died. We're going to basically wrap up this chapter just talking about Aaron and gushing about this guy. All right. Let's not spoil it. Let's get right into this shit. Sure. So God grabs Moses and Aaron. All right. Get Aaron. Um, You know, he's not going to Cain. He fucked up that whole rock situation. I know he was just a bystander, but he's also fucking cursed. Um, And, you know, because you fucked me so bad in Maripa over that whole rock situation... Tell Aaron and his uh, uh, one of two surviving kids and bring them up to Whore Mountain. And I'm going to keep calling it because I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, and so Moses basically does what God says. They take Aaron's garments, they put them onto his son, um, and there in the sight of the whole community, uh, that Moses strips them, strips them down, right? Um, it, and- it seems, it's a weird story. It just feels like, it feels like the way you would like, strip a prize-winning uh, pig right before you send it to slaughter. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely kind of gross. Like, I feel all like the people like the, are watching. Uh, it's like the end of Charlotte's Web, I think. I never read that book, but I assume it went down pretty similar to this. <laughs> Where they were like, that's some pig. All right, now go, uh, like, God goes, hey, Moses, Aaron, uh, take your son. I need you to go up into the mountain, uh, take off all Aaron's clothes so he can die naked, uh, and uh, we have a good uh, transfer of authority here. Oh, I actually, okay, so no, the community gathered at the bottom of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Moses, Eleazar, and Aaron went up the mountain, and and this is all canon, right? So we're putting air quotes on this whole thing. Aaron just kind of died. You know, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't Moses consolidating power and choosing an heir in it's Aaron's It's kind of weird. I almost want to read this quote because I'm not even sure. Uh, so this is God talking to Moses and Eliezer. Take Aaron and Eliza, his son, and bring him up to Mount Hor. Strip Aaron of his garments, put them on Eliza, his son, for Aaron shall be gathered to his people and die there. Like, I'd be like, are you, th- is it a threat? Am- 
What do you mean? Like, hey, take Aaron up to the mountain, take off his clothes, gives him a son. He's uh, he's gonna die up there. Like, are you? This is a guess, or like, you predicted? It's like, and as it was written, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> so the, Moses did just as the Lord commanded. They went up to Hor Mountain in the side of all the congregation. Moses takes off all his clothes, and Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. And Moses and Eliezer came down. Uh, I'm guessing Eliezer is now the leader. El- Eli- Eliezer or whatever is the leader of the Jews now. Is that kind of how we're? Is that what that means? Uh. I think it just means he's second in command, like Aaron used to be, kind of. Because well, as long as Moses is kicking, you know he is gripping those chains of, of authority. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he he's the Rasputin puppet master in all this. Um, and while nothing was said of Miriam uh, after Aaron died, when when they told the people, they mourned for thirty days. Yeah. Ish. Which, just, if you remember, Moses was not allowed to, or sorry, Aaron was not allowed to mourn at all when his sons died. So <laughs> it's a cute little, it's a cute yeah. little ending there. Um, so it's cute. kind of a. I just imagine Moses and Aaron, they climb this mountain. Uh, Aaron's, uh, Moses is like, all right, Aaron, you take off all your clothes? And he's like, okay. I'm like, what's all this about? He's like, take off all your clothes. Do you clothes. think he didn't tell him? Aaron, uh, Eliza, would you put on your dad's clothes? He's like, okay. And so Aaron's just standing there naked <laughs> on the top of the mountain, like, okay, so what's the next step? <laughs> and then uh, God snapped. Moses looked around for a goat that had its stupid fucking head <laughs> caught in a bush and was like, that's no, his. No. That's his great, 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 great granddaddy. <laughs> He's like, I that. guess it's decided. I don't know. It's kind of Ooh, So, Miriam's dad, Aaron's dad. This was basically like an episode of Game of Thrones. We're killing off all your favorites. <laughs> and I, I think we're going to... I think it's going to be seen that when we start the next episode and we start on Chapter 21, there's going to be a bit of a time skip. So, uh, in a sense, we, uh, we've kind of, we're kind of... It's kind of the end of an era here. Yes, it is. And uh, Aaron is now peacefully at rest at his home on Whore Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, it makes me chuckle. Ah, man. So, that's it, guys. That's all we got for today. Uh, that's all I want to read. That's, we finished should... through Chapter 20 of Numbers. So, uh, what, uh, what, what, did you get anything fun out of this one? I mean, I love Whore Mountain. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, that's all I really took that's away from this great. whole reading. I can't wait. Um, I like I the know. rock story. That's the only part that I really cared about. Um, <laughs> like, like you said, seeing Moses kind of become an asshole. Like this entire time, he's been like on his hands and knees, tearing his clothes, begging God not to slay Israelites. I feel like he's here, been on either side of it. You know? Yeah, a little bit. Like, I guess he did tell God not to accept Kohath's and Co's uh, sacrifices. Which I kind of. I, yeah, I kind of wonder on the lives of Moses at this point, you know, like what it, what it means for his character. Because, so, we're not done with Moses, so there'll be more time to, to get Sadly. Him, but, uh, but, I mean, Moses was an Egyptian prince, killed a fucking dude, uh, ran away from his, you know. You can't dude. eulogize him yet. Yeah, I know, but my point is I'm just trying to like see where his sure. character's been thus far, kind of where he is now. Is that he killed a guy, ran away from his problems, helped the Egyptians out, kind of had to negotiate. The the Moses in Egypt mm-hmm. seems like confused, like just kind of doing what he's told. I don't know what's going on, blah blah blah. And then the Moses in the desert seems like a man sort of crazed with power and bearing the weight of the crown, kind of. You know? Sure. I I kind of think of a. Uh, I kind of think of uh, Czar Nicholas 
you know, right before the Russian Revolution, that guy, okay. kind of. Okay. You know, in, in a mixture of kind of the Russian Revolution, all those kind of stories in the, in together. Like, like you have a guy who's like, oh, I've got to keep power and I got to keep my kids happy and stuff like that. But at the same time, he's kind of burdened. He's like, oh, the people are riding the streets. I mean, you could tell he didn't want it. Yeah. yeah oh, the people are riding in the streets and they're saying they're hungry. I guess kill them I, you know, I would you just do you want to just shoot into the crowd i guess i guess that'd be fine <laughs> yeah let's just, crack their skulls against the cold cobblestone sh- shakes his shakes his magic eight ball or in this case uh forces rasputin to come on the floor and reads whatever fucking that says i guess I don't know. <laughs> just in my mouth i'm gonna taste it and tell you what the fortune is but um <laughs> Uh, I don't know where we're at, but it just, it just seems so weird that, um, uh, I, I kind of wonder where Moses is at this point, you know, just in the sense of where we are, like, this is sort of the end of this generation, you know? Yeah. Um, Moses Oh yeah, because was... we're losing Miriam and Aaron, you know, and those are kind of the two, uh, you know, resolute forces standing side by side with Moses, kind of his right, right hand people. And I think Aaron's kind of a cute little puppet figure. You know, I, I think oh, yeah. he was happy to have Aaron be like, listen, guys, I'm not in charge. Aaron's the one getting all your free food. Well, I see you eating it, too. He's like, no, you don't. Yeah, Aaron, yeah. Aaron's the leader. You know, <laughs> like, uh, He's like, I'm like, a prince, you know. Uh, and then, I hate, uh, you read uh, Eye of the Dragon by Stephen King, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of get like that flag vibe from him. You know? He's like, I would never be on the throne, but I'm the guy who gets all the fucking Sure, sure. Yeah. That sounds about right. Oh, we had to get one last analogy in there, anyway. <laughs> when I can. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's, shoot, I don't really have a lot else to say about this app. I think we'll have a little more fun next episode. I mean, this one was fun, don't get me wrong. Just, yeah, uh, I mean, any... Any, ch- <laughs> any chance I get to read the Bible for you so that you don't have to, audience, it's a it, good time. It, any chance I can detail a murderous police state, I want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love being pigeonholed into this. This is where I belong. This is where I belong. <laughs> Uh, All right. So, well, this will be fun. I think I think next episode is going to be badass. Yeah, I do too. We're going to start. I, did, I didn't look ahead and, too much, but I took a peek. Yeah, I think I'm I pumped. Think I think I think I feel like this was all filler camp bullshit. You know. And yeah, it was. Getting, uh, now, now, now the manga is caught up, and now we're ready to get into the shit. Oh, great! <laughs> Don't again. I already uh, said you. That was your last analogy, so you can't <laughs> you can't keep doing this. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, yeah, folks, so. if uh, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Irrevelations. Um, if you want to send us something more long form, Irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. We've had a little bit of Twitter activity. We've had some people that are our fans hitting us up. I saw hmm. a new convert, too. So uh, thanks for following us out there, folks. We live off of your Twitter likes. Uh, so keep it up. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's you, got any, you got anything for our audience? Uh, no, I don't have anything for our audience. I think, uh... Hey, I know. I got something. Guys, if you can get a hold of them, send us Jerry Falwell's nudes. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, be our army in all this. Yeah, thanks. Yeah.